What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today is Friday, July 22nd, 2022. Today on the show, an exploration into how all of the pieces are going to put opposing defensive coordinators into knots here in 2022. Let's get after it. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, and your host here on the show. I have returned home triumphantly from Kansas City, uh, doing some prospecting for the Draft Network in the 2023 2023 NFL Draft, and that means I have had time to revisit the question from Power to the Pod this week, which was asked of me. And Kyle, talk a little bit about how you, as an opposing mind in football, would try to defend this Dolphins offense, knowing what we know about Mike McDaniel, and then what adjustments can be made off of that. And that that was a great question, uh, but not a great question for like a two and a half minute segment. More like that's a great question to commit a show to, but before we get there, um, I do want to wish a great and good morning to each and every one of you, uh, except for the people who make the batting ratings great. And I know plenty of people who listen to this podcast are not gamers. <laughs> I'm a casual, 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 casual gamer. Uh, but Madden is one of the three games that I like to try to find some time to play each year. And, um, if you haven't, um, been keeping up with Madden, the, the the grades at the beginning of the year are always a really big deal. And uh, they um, they do this drip campaign where they start releasing like speed ratings for players who are the fastest players, who are the players that have the best hands. OK, well, now we're going to go to the, the guys who got the 99 overall out of 100, the best players in the game and do some special thing for them. And then we'll start releasing like the top 10 players at each position. And. Um, the cornerbacks came out this week, and Xavier Howard somehow, someway, was not amongst the 10 top-rated cornerbacks in the game of that, which um, is quite frankly silly. If, you, if it was 2019, I'd have understood it, uh, because as good as the ball production was, there's been some consistency with availability, and you get a little bit more high variance in play. Xavier Howard's last two seasons have been his best two in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. And to come off of that and, and to classify Xavier Howard as not even like not just a, a top 10 corner on grades in the game, but Xavier Howard uh, didn't even get a 90 out of 100. The 10th best corner was an 89, and it wasn't Xavier Howard. So. <laughs> I I I know some for many. Uh, it's just an off-season talking point, and that's fine. But I do find it blatantly disrespectful to Xavier Howard and uh, the film he has put on the last two seasons uh, to put him in that light as a player. Uh, but Dolphins fans, we do need to uh, raise our glasses on this Friday and also have a celebration because. Uh, the Chris Sims Dolphins Twitter clash has reached new heights. 
<laughs> if you have not been following along, uh, Chris Sims of uh, NBC Sports with Pro Football Talk um, ha- has a lot of, uh, let's just call them not nice things to say about Tua Tungvaloa as a quarterback. And Dolphins fans have noticed this, right? So, <laughs> so uh, they did a ranking of 1 through 32 of the most to least likely head coach quarterback duos to win a uh, like a street fight brawl um or like a UFC tag team fight how whatever parameters they have um and Tua and Mike McDaniel were rated 32nd out of 32 teams dead last and Dolphins Twitter has had enough of Chris Sims for a long time. So that it's the, they have made it their personal mission to just completely ruin the integrity of the rankings and uh, just blow this thing out of the water. And it, that has officially happened because um, the Dolphins just beat Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor, who was the 13 seed in the final four, 65% to 35%, uh, with over 13,500 votes cast in the Dolphins' uh, favor. Uh, Tua and Mike McDaniel uh, in the finals of the NBC Sports uh, QB Coach Battle Royale is what it is titled. They will be facing, of course, um, Bills Mafia, Josh Allen and Sean McDermott with 53% uh, and just over 9,600 votes. Uh, 53% beating Jared Goff and Dan Campbell in the finals on the other side. But um, 32 seed versus 2 seed. And along the way, we'd like to to pour one out for the quarterback and head coach combinations that have fallen victim to Dolphins Twitter. I will not be referring to them uh, as to anon, as is, is in, indicated uh, in a lot of other places on social media. Oh, two Anon caught wind of this. No, Dolphins fans caught wind of this. And quite frankly, Dolphins fans are just looking for anybody to torment and, and look for some darn respect on the internet. So uh, Ryan Tannehill and Mike Vrabel, Carson Wentz and Ron Rivera, Jameis Winston and Dennis Allen, and Joe Burrow, and Zach Taylor all falling by the wayside in the tournament. So uh, cheers to Dolphins fans for what has been a very entertaining uh, ride on that front on social media, because if you followed NBC Sports, you've known just how much distaste it seems that Chris Sims has for Tua Tungvalo as a player. And um, to see him go through this exercise now with Miami and that big 32 right next to him, just keep advancing again and again and again. It's a lot. It's fun. It's all in good fun. It's a lot of fun. Also fun is anytime you get a shipment of built bar to your front door, which I had the pleasure of uh, coming home, home to from my trip in Kansas city, built bar is a protein bar that tastes like candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have hundred percent chocolate on all of their bars. They're absolutely positively delicious. Right now, you can visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% on your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. 
So I guess it would um, behoove us to actually talk about what we're committed to talking about today. And there, there's a lot of great talking points to be had. So let, let me get dialed in here. Um, the question on Power to the Pot was, Kyle, how would you try to mentally approach game planning for facing Coach McDaniel's offense with the talent that exists here in Miami? And then what counterpunches can be built off of what that game plan would look like? And this is one of my favorite things to do in season uh, in the probably the Thursday or Friday podcast. I haven't decided on this this year's calendar for the weekly game day uh, mechanics yet. But uh, to kind of build a game plan to beat the team that we are facing on both sides of the ball. Looking at offensively, how schematically we match up. And, and that's the hard thing about this exercise here and now is I don't know who I'm evaluating it through the lens of, so I can only conceptually talk about in a perfect world how you would choose to face this defense. And I think in a perfect world, you look at the Dolphins and you understand this is a team that's going to want to run the ball significantly. And with a team that wants to run the ball, you need as many hats in the box as possible. But if you put all your hats in the box, now all of a sudden you have all the speed on the perimeter and you only have one high safety. Now, if I'm an opposing defense, the way I'm going to approach this is I am going to play the extra hat in the box. So I'm probably going to run a lot of cover three early. And why would I choose cover three? Because you have cushion to protect vertically for the speed that the Dolphins have on the perimeter. I get the extra hat in the box to fit the run because I'm not playing too high safety shells. And in playing zone coverage, I can get more eyes in the backfield to trigger on the run quicker. So that's my thought process. When I look at the Dolphins and I understand conceptually what we, as we understand Coach McDaniel's history and the talent that the Dolphins have, I want to be able to get the hat in the box. I want to be able to get my eyes in the backfield to play the run first, but I want to give myself as good of a chance as I can to protect vertically from explosive plays. So now I am going to be playing a lot of three deep coverage across the back end with cushion. Well, what happens there? Uh, your counterpunch to cover three, in my mind, is you are probably going to have some RPO calls and screen calls uh, that manufacture getting Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill the football quickly, very quickly, uh, like at the snap. Because if you're playing cover three and your guy's on the perimeter, you might have an apex defender that's pushed out into the slot. But if your corner outside is going to be playing at 10 to 12 yards of death because you got to respect the speed of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, you, that, that's called free access. When you get up to the line of scrimmage, look at the offensive and defensive formation, and you see if they're giving you a lot of space, right? 
between you and their defensive alignment, it's free access. So you should have things built into your offense. And a lot of college teams have successfully built these. Uh, I, I know Clemson has been with Tony Elliott, who, who's left for, I think, the head coach of Virginia job, but he was there when Trevor Lawrence was there and you know, hearing the mechanics of their offense and him talking about them. You get up the line of scrimmage, and if you got free access, you're designed to preempt everything else that you have from a call, play call perspective, signal it, and take the free access. So if you get cover three, you could still try to run the ball. Um, I would maybe look for uh, tunnel screens, um, designed throws to get the ball to your elite athletes on the perimeter in space. Because now what you do off of that and what you build off of that is you're going to challenge those corners to come up from 10 plus yards of depth and tackle you one-on-one in space. How many corners do you feel confident in tackling Tyreek Hill one-on-one with Tyreek Hill having 12 yards of cushion? Not many. So I think that that's a good counterpunch to the, the cover three component here. Um, another thing teams might do if they have speed at corner is they could play some, some one man. You're going to have to have a rangy free safety. But by playing cover one, you still get the extra hat down in the box to account for the run. I think there's a debate that every defensive coordinator is going to have to have going into the game week. And it is, are we going to, are we going to take away the run and force tongue of Aloha to make throws downfield to beat us and get us out of high box counts? Or are we going to play the too high cover two, cover four, and force the Dolphins to nickel and dime us all the way down the field. And if teams make the decision to do that, I think that opens up a whole other can of worms for Miami and what they can do uh, to still create explosives because now the run game, particularly to the perimeter, um, if you're committing to, to quarters coverage or if you're committing to uh, too high, uh, the speed that Miami has is still going to push those corners for depth and you're going to have soft edges. I don't envy that decision that you are ultimately going to have to make. I don't know that there's necessarily a right answer either. Um, you, I mean, you, you can theoretically, in the same way that you could look at a player and do a player evaluation or do look at a team and do a team evaluation, you can talk yourself into X number of different ways to, to, to attempt to do things. And that's one of the beauties of football. But <laughs> um, there are schematically things that will work on chalkboard that will not work in real-life settings because in real-life settings, the talent of the players and the elite skills of the players one way or another are going to really dictate um, those matchups. And it is going to make you wrong even when you're supposed to be right technically or fundamentally. And I, I think about a lot of the high-level quarterbacks in the NFL 
have these physical skill sets that allow them to, I don't want to say break the laws of physics, but it's like they have the skills to tap into to make sure when I've lost 12 yards of depth from my pocket, I'm rolling to my non-dominant side, and the pursuit of the defense has, has closed in around me, I magically have the arm strength to push a throw 20 yards downfield along the sideline with accuracy. And I think about, you know, from a Dolphin standpoint, that's been a missing component, and I don't necessarily know that that's ever going to be to a tongue of a lowest game, but it doesn't have to be. As long as you're smart in the situations when your plays from pre-snap to, to during the snap, you take L's. If you're smart with those decisions and live to fight another down, I think you can get yourself back into proper plays more often than not because of the amount of layers that this McDaniel-Shanahan-style offense is going to have in the passing game and in the running game to both make checks at the line of scrimmage and also to make sight adjustments on your routes based on the coverage shells. You just can't be dead wrong with consistency. But between the speed of Raheem Mostert, the versatility of a Chase Edmonds, the explosiveness of a Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddle, the Dolphins suddenly, in my mind, have themselves in this position where no, they they don't have talents on the raw. They don't have talent at the quarterback position in the roster. The physical talent at the quarterback position on the roster to make superhuman plays. But they've got players at a bunch of other spots offensively that have those same, quote, get-out-of-jail-free traits at their disposal that they can tap into and make you right even when you're wrong. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. Head to BetOnline today, your usual mobile device, to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I think that's that at its crux is even beyond X's and O's, right? Because we, we know run the ball, blend of wide zone and inside zone. Your, your wide zone, you're taking the edge. A lot of your inside zone, you're pushing to a front side hole, and then you're going to fold it back against the grain and take advantage of over-pursuit. That's why McDaniel did that short toss motion, right, where it's technically inside zone, but they're going to toss anyway. Linebackers are going to see toss, and they're going to assume, man, we got to haul tail, get out of here. They way over-pursuit. You bend that back out of backside gap, and you're out the back door. And you'll build off that with rolling pockets and play action with crossers across the middle. The screen game is going to be very prominent. These are the things that we know this offense is going to be good for. But to have players in place in the backfield, on the perimeter, that not only dictate your pre-snap looks, but give you the ability, even if you misdiagnose what you see, to still make the play be a favorable one with good results for you as the Dolphins is the most fascinating and promising layer of this Dolphins offense to date, in my mind. 
It's not, you know, yes, the investment in the offensive line is going to be massive, and it's going to be a very big, prominent deciding factor for Miami. But if you bust protection and you're hot and you at least understand as the quarterback where the ball needs to go and you understand that the protection busts, or if you know that you're hot in general where they bring more than you can block, having guys who could take quick outs, hitches, break a tackle, and run downfield and create explosive yardage for you, the more explosive plays you have, the better chance you have to win every football game that you play. And explosives have been a missing element for Miami for the vast majority of the last five years or so. And consistent explosive plays in the passing game have really been a missing element uh, since the Wildcat in which the the Wildcat allowed you to layer in some explosive play, the Patrick Cobbs, Chad Pennington, uh, Flea Flicker against the, I think that was the Texans. So, all of these puzzle pieces fitting together, I think is what's going to give you not only ample counterpunches, depending on you know you as a coordinator, what shell you're going to try and play and how you're going to dictate the game based on how you're lining up and your strategy. But then once those reps are live action, Miami has some get-out-of-jail-free opportunities with the talent that they have. And that makes it very fun. Uh, Dolphins report, Dolphins vets report next week for camp, the week after is public practices. I will be there, looking forward to being there, looking forward to seeing uh, as many of you down there as possible. But that's going to do it for us today on the show. Kyle Krabs, fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Make it a great Friday. Make it a great weekend. I'll talk with you all again on Monday.